Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. WrestleMania Mark. WrestleMania Pete. Ah, we have uh, returned to WrestleMania 15. Having a raging climax. We're having a raging climax. We've spoken about the uh, sad demise of um, Owen Hart. Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon. Um, Test. Bart, Test. Bart Gunn. Bart Gunn. He <laughs> yes. almost died. Cause Decapitated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. Um, this is uh, quite exciting where we've got up to, which mm. is, I think, match four. Well done, us. <laughs> well done, us. <laughs> only, only 17 hours to get to this stage. <laughs> Um, it's uh, the Big Show versus Mankind. Mm. And there's a stipulation here, which is the winner referees the main event. Yeah. And this match, I, I, I uh, began to sort of go... In WrestleMania, sometimes the first few matches, you can go, OK, it's not quite found its feet, but we're going to take off fairly soon. Yeah. And I thought with this match, OK, it's Foley. This is a great period for Foley. Between Hell in the Cell and between his retirement, he has some great matches. Mm. And... Big Show. This is his first really big main card appearance. Right. I think he's he came in in February 1999 to WWE. He just did a sort of run in uh, in a cage match. God, um, imagine seeing him for the first time. He is huge. He's I mean, legitimately huge. Because I phys- his actual face. I mean, obviously now he's got hair. He's got hair. Yeah. But in my mind, I only know the Big Show as the bald guy. So like, I sort gotcha. of get him confused a little bit with King Kong Bundy because they're quite f- similar facially. Yeah. He also Big Big Show has has a fluctuation weight mm. throughout his career right. and sometimes he's very very heavy and mm. he's not very good and mm. other times he's in shape and he's better in these early days he seemed like the biggest star the industry would ever have I mean yeah. he he He's famous for the fact that he was spotted um, doing. I think. I think there's a weird story that he was working as a telephone salesman for like a karaoke company, <laughs> and they did some radio spot where they met. He met Danny Bonaducci of like the Partridge <laughs> Family or something, and that guy knew Hogan, right? And so they invited him along to a WCW thing. And as soon as they saw him, they were like, "Oh my fucking god, <laughs> this guy's incredible." He he <laughs> suffered from a chromagaly. Which right. was, and I can never say that word right. It's a, a chromagaly or a, a chromagaly. I'm not chromagaly. sure, chromagaly? but it's the same oh, yeah. the same uh, syndrome that Andre the Giant had. Yes, okay. Well, and if not arrested, growing. you don't stop growing. Yeah. But what you can do is you can have, I think, the pituitary gland removed, and that stops the growth. Yes. Um, Andre ends up just it continually grows. His his you know his. The organs are getting bigger and bigger. Mm. His hands are getting bigger and bigger. His head and his feet and everything is, you know, then the one thing that doesn't get bigger, of course, is his skeletal system. Yeah. And everything begins to collapse. Um, (laughs) But uh, Paul White, the big show, has an operation at 12 to arrest it. At 12, I think he's something like 
I don't know, or whatever he is, 6'2", mm. he's got chest hair, and he keeps going, I think he's a legitimate sort of 7-1. Right, OK. Um, in his early days, he, he moves to WCW, pretty much it's his second match was against Hulk Hogan, uh, and he won the WCW Championship. He'd been billed it really, really in the early months to that as the son of Andre the Giant, which was not something he was keen on. Mm. He was a big wrestling fan, and he felt it was a bit disrespectful, really, to Andre, that this guy who's never wrestled before is being given that moniker. Yeah. So, by all accounts, he's a great guy. Um, I should say, though, I mean, three months before this WrestleMania appearance, he is arrested for indecently uh, exposing himself to a woman working in a motel. Right. Um, but the charges are dropped for a lack of evidence. You can see his mugshot from this time. Uh, his eyes look a little bit like he's had a late night. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think with a man that large, it's, it's kind of hard to decently expose yourself to anyone, I imagine. <laughs> I mean, the last thing you want if you're a giant is to be told there's insufficient evidence. <laughs> oh, no. oh, zing. Oh, dear. Um, but this is the period where mankind could not be bigger. Mm. And he is in a match about who's going to be the referee of the main event. It's this such is a the, weird this, prize. It really such is. A shit prize. Why would mankind give, give a, a fuck? Shit. He was just Why would he give a shit? Fucking hell in the cell. Yeah. Just thought, you know. Oh, I'll tell you what. Do you know what? I'll, sm- I'll, let this, I'll fight this giant <laughs> and hopefully he won't kill me because I want the prize of fucking counting with my hand someone else's match. No. Bullshit. Nonsense. Um, mankind at this point, he, this is the first person who comes out of the audience to go, absolutely haywire form. Mm. And again, it's because of the problems. They want to see mankind do himself, something yeah. awful. They've got him against a giant. Oh, maybe the giant will <laughs> crush his head, bit, yeah. will, will rip his face off, mm. and then, you know, just squash him off into a ball and eat him. <laughs> and th- that doesn't happen, and the crowd are slightly disappointed. But this match, again, it's it's so many run-ins and following stories, mm. and it just, it's such a big waste yeah. of two people. Foley as well only has a couple of years left on his career pretty much a year left at this point right and it's such a shame that they aren't doing more with him the word on was originally the main event was supposed to be Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock versus Mick Foley. Right. And the reason for that is Foley has had this astonishing 1998. He's mm. gone above and beyond. He's put his body on the line. He has got so many people watching Raw and the WWF in general. He's a huge part of their success over mm. WCW. And so the idea was... Why don't we put him in the main event as a thank you? He's not going to win the belt, but he's going to be a WrestleMania main eventer. Yeah. Vince Russo comes up with the idea. Vince McMahon signs it off. And then something happens, which no one's quite sure about. Um, as far as anyone can tell, Shawn Michaels, who had been the champion uh, the last WrestleMania, he was still around working as a commissioner and a sort of um, colour commentary guy. Yeah. He was seen whispering in Stone Cold's ear quite a lot. And at some point, Stone Cold Steve Austin approached Vince McMahon and said, I don't, I'm not happy with a triple threat. I think it should just be me and The Rock. Yeah. So then Mankind lost the opportunity. Right. No one knows why. And no mm. one knows what Shawn Michaels would have had against. But certainly... I think Shawn Michaels stir the shit. <laughs> Shawn Michaels likes things done in a certain way. He's like a Shakespearean character. He's Iago. He? He's Iago. He, is. he sits yeah. there whispering away. <laughs> you don't want to do that. I don't do, do you know what? You? I mean, you can. I didn't, not I didn't I get do. to where I got to. Mick Foley's been paddling palms with your wife. Out of everyone in this company, who's more likely to be padding around my wife when I'm not there? <laughs> <laughs> just a sexy boy. Uh, he is just a 
sexy, but he turns up later on. Yeah. Um, the, the Foley takes a couple of good bumps here. There is mm. a, a bit where he's on the back of Big Show, mm. and Big Show just goes backwards. <laughs> and you suddenly realise Big Show is just like a wardrobe. It's just like... I was thinking, wow, I hope that ring is, like, <laughs> sprung rather yeah. than just the wooden ones. I look at stuff like that. I was looking at uh, something the other day where someone had gone through... They'd gone out of the ring and they'd landed on the floor because someone didn't catch them. Yeah. And they were straight up. It was during Wrestle Kingdom, so the right. Japanese thing. Um, someone came over and there was just no one there and they just landed straight on their back. Um, and I thought, Do you know what? If that happened to me in my day-to-day life... <laughs> That'd be something I'd be talking about nine years on. People go, oh, here he goes. And I go, yeah, and it just it, t- it just changed my life because I've never been able to... And when I look at that like, big show thing, it'd be like if I was trying to get on the top of a cupboard and I'd just gone backwards in the room and the cupboard had landed on my chest. And I was thinking... And, look, and big show is in the cupboard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to look at my wife. <laughs> it was big show after all. <laughs> and I just, I just sort of go, I, I, that would ruin my life. And I watched Mick Foley do all the stuff that he does. And I go, God, and he gets up like 10 seconds later I think it's just, just carries on does it again up to you where do you give you're flipping yourself backwards onto a man's body and you're seven foot one yeah and you're big show and you're massive how do you not burst the diaphragm oh. how do you not how does Mick Foley not burst I mean I just you would think you can't that, absorb anything that with your ass. no because like, Mick Foley says he's got big arses he's got big legs and stuff like but once can't... he's on the ground and big show's on him then just gravity means he has to his body has to go somewhere <laughs> and it can't support the <gasps> weight <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Right. I've taken my last breath. See you later. It's been a good run. <laughs> my eyes came out. That's <laughs> gross. But there Mr. we are. I can hear Mr. Socko screaming. Man, I, I do look at it and it does seem sort of incredible. Yeah. Um, and it's it, it, oddly, that's one of the few moves in this entire WrestleMania that the crowd really go for. They go, <laughs> shitting hell. <laughs> and it's because the rest of it is all sort of, you know, slightly silly. Yeah. That's and what's funny about this. <laughs> you remember that the Attitude Era is being a great time for wrestling. It's not really very good for the in-ring stuff. No. There are some great matches that happen in there. But by and large, it's all slightly sort of lost a yeah, bit. Convoluted. So when you see one good move, it really matters. People just go, oh, that's great. <laughs> what is the Mr. Soccer law? <laughs> what, what is the, the law? law? Yeah, the law, L-O-R-E. Like, what is, like, the like the, the kind of story behind Mr. Soccer? I think it's to do with What's the canon? fact that they wanted, uh, and I might be slightly wrong here, because, again, this is the period of just far too dense storylines. <laughs> I think it's that he has this, uh, there was a segment he did with... Vince McMahon in hospital. Right. And Mick Foley at this point is working for Vince McMahon <laughs> and he tries to entertain him with a sock puppet called Mr. Socko. Right. And Vince McMahon is going, it's disgusting, get away from me. It's not farting. <laughs> yes. It's not doing a puke. Yeah. I have no interest in this. <laughs> and uh, he basically sort of says, fuck off. And Mick, Mick Foley has this puppet that he takes around. Right. And yeah. so I think that's where it comes from. And then Mr. Socko becomes a cult thing and, you know, he brings it out. <laughs> okay. Before he does the mandible claw. Yeah, I like um, it. Yeah. I, I mean, very much like it. That's sort of what it is. Um, again, this is one of those matches where, where uh, they have this fucking stipulation about uh, if you win, you can be the referee. Yeah. And then, as it goes on, what happens is Mick Foley is taken out on an ambulance, so mm. even though he's won by disqualification, he's not going to be the referee. And then the big show turns on Vince McMahon mm. and then Vince McMahon says, right, well, I'll be the referee. Oh, well, why did we go through all of that? <laughs> right? And then, even better than that, by the time we get to the main event, it's just a normal referee. Yeah. None I, of I, it I, means I don't, anything. Yeah, it's, it's really confusing. And, like, um, McMahon, obviously, is very much, this is the first time I've seen him as the on-screen boss properly, I think. Yes. I think it's better. Yeah. So he's very much in there. And, like, Michael Corshine, this is a tragedy. No, it's not. <laughs> this is, it's quite a funny thing, really, because of the timing of the 
the WrestleManias. <laughs> what happens is that the, the Vince and Austin uh, storyline has peaked and they've now had a couple of sort of pay-per-views right. leading up to WrestleMania, which is a shame in a way because you, you really, you know, that would have been a brilliantly fun yeah. WrestleMania where, had it been WrestleMania where Austin finally got his hands on, on Vince McMahon, yeah. I mean, that would Huge. have been so, properly big. When does he, when does, um, so when does he actually turn on McMahon? Is it kind of like a little while? Again, it, it happens, the problem is it, it begins happening all the time. Right. And so this this whole thing about Shades of Grey, this is the, the thing that, that really Vince Russo, who was the writer, mm. uh, was responsible for in the Attitude Era. He was very good at juggling all these storylines, but what they had was they had Vince McMahon there to stop him getting too carried away. Yeah. And I think when you look at these, this is about the breaking point of all of these different, you know, but he feels this, oh, but he'll turn, oh, but it was a double bluff. And it just becomes, you know, nightmarish. Yeah. Vince McMahon, when he moves on, he moves on to WCW. What WCW didn't have was a Vince McMahon figure to say, rein it in. Mm. And when WCW goes down, it's because nothing makes sense. Everyone's turning on each other. Every match ends with a run-in. Everyone is just always beating down on everyone. And then someone who was your friend last week isn't this week. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. Give me two people in a ring. They don't like each other or there's a belt at stake. Mm. Let them fight. That's what wrestling is. Yeah. Well, it's, e- it, it's easy and it's, it's so easy to get it wrong but it's hard to get it wrong, if you know what I mean. Mm. It's just much easier to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get um, a Mr. Sock on. I'll put pleather on it. The attitude era is a lot of people <laughs> spitting water around, um, yeah. crotch chopping and wearing pleather. Yeah, and, no, he... and no colour but black. <laughs> no, yeah. Everyone yeah. wears black. They always had a big thing about going, the attitude era is not about black and white, it's about shades of grey. Everyone is wearing black. black. Everyone is wearing black. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's an exciting time, I think, what, What's better is when you see it as a retrospective with all the crappy bits edited out. Yeah. And that's how it's normally presented. It's only when you watch a WrestleMania, you go, God, there's a lot of stuff here I don't care about. <laughs> a, a little bit like the, the match, the fifth match, which is uh, the Intercontinental Champion Road Dog versus Val Venus versus Gold Dust with the Blue Meanie and Ryan Shamrock versus Ken Shamrock. Um, a perfect example here of too many <laughs> storylines story happening What's the bl- at once. <laughs> Wasn't, isn't the Blue Meanie like his... Uh, God just daughter or something. <laughs> like it's your Vince Russo. <laughs> no, it's it, so I, I can't. I cannot Didn't even he remember an egg that God just laid or something <laughs> weird. Like there was, I don't know. There was some comment that one of the commentators made that the Blue Meanie has some ungodly uh, connection do you to God dust. The, the problem is, you see, is this 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 time is so bad and so confusing <laughs> when it comes to that. I don't know whether that's not right or or, or, or is right. And, and the weird thing is, you've said, did a man lay an egg and another man come out of it? And I have to say, Pete, I don't know. If it was, it was, <laughs> I don't know. If it was, it would have been Butterbean. <laughs> it would have been all smooth. It would have been like Danny Vito climbing out of that sofa covered in, in grease. Other, in any other... A possible scenario. <laughs> if you said a man laid an egg and did he, did another man come out of it, I would be able to say no, no, <laughs> no with certainty. Well, you know, this weirdly, this was a match where I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking, Gold Dust as a name, 
It's not the way they spell it. Isn't actually gold dust. It's either gold dust <laughs> yes. or gold ust. It's neither. It's not gold ust. That's how they spell it. They don't spell it gold dust. It's gold ust. <laughs> I was like going. Oh, oh, so that's what I was thinking about. And also, I've seen gold dust a lot recently, dressed like wearing like um, a police badge. Is he now like a, like a, a policeman? You know what's weird? I follow him too, and I can't work out whether he's a policeman or it's just, just friends of police or just like because kane is a mayor yeah whether he somehow got involved with <laughs> kane's police force i don't know i think he was given an honorary sheriff got thing yeah. well uh, but... le- let me tell you he's very proud of it isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's just always like either riding in a patrol car or he's got his little I badge bet, out you know I, uh, he's by all accounts you know uh, he, uh, he seems like a great guy he's also <laughs> sort of i think quite you know a tough lad you yeah. know and everything <laughs> i hope that they don't do due diligence when they give those badges out because there was a period in about 1996 7 where he was thinking about having breast implants I mean he was a pansexual horror the police could do with a little bit of diversity that's all I'm saying a pansexual policeman it's the pansexual policeman it it does sound again it's like sometimes when they run out of things for wrestlers to do they will sort of make them into policemen I mean to be fair Goldus probably looks more like a policeman than any of the fucking policemen who arrests Big Shaw later Right. It's the worst bit of oh, fucking Jimmy's fucking costumery. And they, and they put him in like a red <laughs> saloon car. Oh, yeah. That we know police around the world use. <laughs> That's a police car, isn't it? A red five-door saloon. Bug jam him into this tiny oh, little, little car. God. And Big and Big Sean's neck is at 90 degrees. And I was thinking, really is. life is pain for that man. Oh, He's too big. In 2004, Big Show actually ended up <laughs> buying his own bus and hiring his own bus driver right. to get him around. Because it's just not... Yeah, why, not is, right. why is he having to do that? <laughs> why aren't <laughs> they, they not treating open... him well? Look, you, you, you managed... Yeah, exactly. You know? like, like, you've got big guys. Yeah. If they're not tall, they're wide. Yeah. Sort it out, guys. Oh, you know, it's funny, actually, you doing all this complaining. Andre was the same. Said he... <laughs> I mean, he died in agony as a result. <laughs> anyway, don't want to hear it. Get in the saloon, car. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mean! Woo! My God! Gene! Absolutely uh, insane. So, th- so this match um, features uh, Ryan Shamrock. Now, yeah. I got confused with Ken Shamrock, and yep. when I read that Ryan Shamrock was in this match, like, I don't know why Americans get so upset by like gender-neutral toilets because their names are all over the fucking Aren't place. They? Ryan Shamrock, yep. it's a woman. Yeah, yep, it is a woman. It is a it's woman. It's a woman. It is a woman. It's, it's Goldust, the woman. She's got tits. <laughs> he's, got, he's got tits. It's a woman. Men with women's names, deputy <laughs> sheriffs with women's breasts. <laughs> this country. <laughs> the, um, the big boss man will be here with his Confederate flag tattoo and <laughs> Sort it all out. Uh, Ryan Shamrock is, is a, a lady called Alicia Webb. <laughs> she uh, had a very sort of brief career as, as, a, as a valet. Um, mm. She was... Given the character of Ken Shamrock's younger sister, right. Ryan Shamrock. Okay. In real life, she was going out with Ken Shamrock oh, because she's no. not related to him. Oh, no. <laughs> Her name is Alicia Imagine Webb. Imagine spotting the mackin in the street. She leaves the WWE. They've asked her to sign a five-year contract. <laughs> she says, I don't really want to because she's been bullied by China. Right. But also because the angle they wanted her to do was apparently an incest angle involving her and her fictional brother stroke real-life partner, Ken Shamrock. I mean, to be honest, if Ken Shamrock's not going to go and do uh, an actual boxing match, something... <laughs> Thing he's probably overqualified to do. <laughs> he's not going to be getting off with it. He's not going to be pretending to look, be fucking his Ken, sister. Ken, all is he? we want to do <laughs> is make America think you're fucking your real life sister. What? What don't you, you understand? Came up with this. You came up with this sister angle in the first place. <laughs> for crying out loud. It's Go just... back to Blue Meanie and the Egg stuff. That made sense. <laughs> don't pay attention to Blue Meanie and the Egg. The important thing is kiss your wife, but all you have to do is pretend she's your sister. What is this business? What a mess. Blue Meanie, le- legitimately a rip <laughs> off of uh, the Yellow Submarine, uh, the lead villain. Oh, yes. Seems, yeah, yeah. seems risky, doesn't it? It does seem to, risky. To try and fuck about with the Beatles copyright. <laughs> there was also a, ba- a ska punk band called the Blue Meanies as well. Was there? Probably around about the same time as this. Ah, are, so... they, are they anything like the, <laughs> the, what are they called, the bone-shaking daddies? Oh, the cherry-popping no, cherry daddies. Cherry-popping daddies. They're hey. terrible later on. Whoa. Oh, what, do you know what? There was no experience. Them. I thought this WrestleMania was quite bad, but now we've got to this match, I'm realising it was great. Um, Road Dog, who, who comes out, and uh, I think I mentioned this, but he shouts, Somebody roll this dog a bone! Uh, yeah. Call out for some drugs. Yep. Road Dog had a really, really good intro, and actually watching this back, at the time, I didn't realise how good he was. Mm. Watching him back now, he's so good on that mic. And he comes out and he has this big spiel that he does. Mm. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, children of all age, all this sort of stuff. Mm. Um, what happens with that is you can hear the whole crowd saying it word for word along with him. Right. And not once in the history of him doing that 
when they cut to the crowd, do they ever manage to find someone who knows more than two correct words? <laughs> and you can hear everyone in the stadium doing it. Yeah. And every time they cut to it, someone will be going, um, ladies and gentlemen, and the next one they'll do is they'll sort of go, wow, 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 like that, and they'll cut away. You will never see someone doing it right. Magic. They might Magic. have just patched in the sound. They might have just played they, that they have done. They've been known to redub stuff. At, at this period, I mean, I mean, the New Age Outlaws <laughs> rode the dog and Billy Gun worse so over. Right. Forgotten, you know, I think to some degree in, in the grand scheme of things, just how big the two of them were. They mm. really were astonishing. Um, the the last uh, person in this match is Val Venus, mm. who again, a, a key Attitude Era star. He was, he was based slightly on Dirk Diggler from Boogie Nights. Right. And he was supposed to be a retired porn star, although was he retired sort of thing. And that was very much part of the... He was an update, really, of Rick Rude. Mm. Um, Sean Morley. Is, uh, is is the name of uh, the guy who portrayed the character of Val <laughs> Venus? Unseen. Um, he has he's my, my most interesting find recently. Right, okay. So Val, uh, he was around for a few years. Uh, he was very popular, and he uh, he did develop a dependence on pills. He'd had a problem with his elbow right. and his shoulder, and he'd had pins in there, and he and he really had difficulty with it. And he discovered uh, marijuana. Right. So he began taking that, um, and he said, in 2008, I came off all pharmaceuticals and I never looked back. I could smoke marijuana and eat marijuana for the rest of my life and never suffer any liver disease or kidney failure due to pills. The pills will get you every single time. With marijuana, you could be 110 years old and still smoke it. So (laughs) he left WWE in 2009. In 2014, he opened his own medicinal marijuana business, which is called the Purple Haze Lounge, and he educated people on medicinal pot. Ah. So on Twitter, he uh, referred to himself as Captain Cannabis right. with two Ks. <laughs> two Ks is still close to three Ks. You've got to be a bit <laughs> careful with that. Um, and he does a lot of inspirational tweets. Yeah. So I'd read this and I thought, oh, that's nice. I hope he's still doing it. Um, I think he's still got his marijuana shop. Right. But things have taken a turn. <laughs> he's no longer Captain Cannabis. He now bills himself as Top Shelf Anarchy. Oh, And no. he posts videos of himself uh, walking around Tempe in Arizona, filming police cars, uh, and titled things like Looking for Sociopathic Domestic Slave Patrol. <laughs> and uh, hashtag taxation is theft, hashtag abolish government. Wow. Now, he's done loads of memes <laughs> where he Honestly, that man's challenges people uh, regarding... <laughs> The legality of taxation. Right, okay. It, it, there was a um, an outsider artist in New York called Bobby Conn mm-hmm. who did a song that kind of gained some kind of notoriety. And the song was um, You're Never Gonna Get Ahead Giving Head to the Man. And it was like a kind of Jackson 5 uh-huh. kind of You're never gonna get ahead giving head to the man. And his big plan was um, um, d- uh, overthrow the government um, by um, uh, abusing credit cards. Right. <laughs> if everyone does it, yeah. Where, how are they going to get the money back? Because they can't. So everyone, if everyone does it, but everyone has to do it. Yeah, that's everyone true. Everyone commit credit card fraud. <laughs> that Just is, stuff like that. That's that is an official <laughs> motto of this show. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, he now puts out some memes. So mm. there's a picture of him there uh, in his wrestling heyday. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he says, to all the IRS agents collecting a speech marks, 
paycheck. Please inform me with the facts you rely on that would prove you are not bought and paid for professional extortionists, as well as the facts proving we private folk are obligated to remain victims of your state-sanctioned extortion. Valvinus. Right. So, I mean, so he's gone from being a jobbing, not a jobbing wrestler, but a wrestler, and, yeah. and then he's gone to... A popular he's, fun wrestler. He's found, he's found, he's found uh, a great love yep. in his life, um, and he's opened a business. Now, clearly, working a business is just a bit more difficult than, you know, normal life, isn't it? It's kind of, like, you've got to pay your taxes, you have to pay your taxes. Well... I mean, what what Val would argue is that <laughs> what freedom needs is for the entire platform called government to be abolished so criminals can no longer enforce their criminal dictacs and their hashtag pay and obey doctrine. Um, <laughs> Who keeps the lights on, mate? <laughs> you know, you know the, the lorries that bring in your weekly fucking do you know what I do? I, do you them? know what I really do want to see? <laughs> I want to see Valvinus versus IRS. <laughs> <laughs> yes! That would be so good. In a med- marijuana match <laughs> or both <laughs> off their nut on so much THC with with basically that that song playing you're never gonna get ahead giving head to the man with Al Snow with a million heads all nodding you can see why Vince Russo got carried away writing all this stuff can't you oh that's so good um, do you want to end the uh, this show we're gonna go to a four because this will be our month um, and do you want to do a couple of emails before we chip yeah, off yeah let's let's and have we'll, a go and we'll finish off the rest of uh, Wrestlemania uh, next week that's right all you guys um Hello to uh, Ryan Metcalf. Uh, enjoyed the shows over Christmas. Uh, Love the Royal uh, Rumble episode. Uh, are you going to be covering any more of them? We might do in the future, might we? Might I think we? so. I mean, I, I, I particularly enjoyed that Royal Rumble 92. I'd forgotten mm. how much fun that mm. Royal Rumble is. Oh, it was wonderful. Just a, a Hall of Fame. That was great. Um, do you know what? The Royal Rumbles, I, I mean, I know you're obsessed as well with the Vince McMahon one, which a lot of people <laughs> have told me they have watched since you've mentioned it, where he yeah, blows, blows, both blows his, out his quads. He blows out his quads. And it is one of the funniest things you'll ever see in your life. There's something about the the Royal Rumble, which is it's one of the most fun nights of the year, mm. and I, I think there was a period that it's I love. Oh, it is, and there's a period I love so much in the 2000s where they would bring back the legends he hadn't seen for sort of five or ten years. Oh, magical! And there are bits like where you get Roddy Piper and Jimmy Snooker in the ring for the first time and and the last time. Yeah, and I I love those those <laughs> those little pops. This year, there's probably they've stopped really doing the legends, which right. is a shame. But I love the Royal Rumble. Mm. I absolutely love it. Um, by now, I, I mean, the, the big sort of word on the street will have been, it will have passed now, you'll know. But at the moment, while we're recording, everyone's like, is Kenny Omega going to leave New Japan, which mm. is definitely on the cards, yeah. and go to WWE? And will he be debuting in the Royal Rumble? Um, that's the sort of thing you get at the Royal Rumble, which is you just never know what's going to happen. Mm. Um, I, I love the Royal Rumble. We might do some more. I think we might do some more. I'm not sure. But there is also, we've had a lot of people saying, can we do some of the things like the UK Rampage, which is... Uh, an early 90s British tour yeah. where they've got some unique matchups and some strange sort of bits and I believe Alfred's on commentary for all of it. Oh, wonderful. So there, there's, there's some other things we will have a look at <laughs> as we go along. But Royal Rumble for me is kind of like when growing up it was kind of like sometimes was that, that was the main event that, that was Royal Rumble there's just so many of them. Yeah. Like that's just like that's where all the lads go. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And it was it was a way of you'd see the sort of matchups that you didn't always see. Mm. They, they, in 1990 that was the first time you really saw Hogan and Warrior in the ring at the same time. Right. This goes through, they often put their little dream matches together. Yeah. And the seeds of what will be happening at WrestleMania 
WrestleMania are always sold at the Royal Rumble. Right. So it's for me as a as a big wrestling fan. Yeah. January is a really exciting month because you've got Wrestle Kingdom to start it in Japan. Then you go to the Royal Rumble, and the Royal Rumble is basically the the launch pad, the runway mm. that takes you all the way to WrestleMania. Oh, fantastic. Thrilling. Um, Chris Hall, um, he's uh, Chris, and he's from Glasgow. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, just listening to the latest show, um, Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior. Obviously, we've not opened the email box in a little while, so this is going to be <laughs> slightly outdated. But this was only 12 days ago, so we're good. Um, uh, email it said, uh, thanks for the nice shout-out about uh, Piper Niven. Mm. aka Viper aka Kim I actually production managed that programme and I had a great time doing so she was amazing as was everyone and I literally mean every single person who we met whilst, whilst making that show from the wrestling industry gained such a huge amount of respect for all of them and it rekindled my love for wrestling which led me uh, to getting involved with the podcast and listening hey. to uh, WrestleMe that hey, fantastic nice that's again really worth watching it's uh, mm. Piper Niven uh, who's, a, who's a Scottish wrestler um, really worth watching good documentary I think it was made for BBC3 mm. and uh, you, you, you can just I think it's you know available on your iPlayer still mm. um, and there, there is something to be said as well there which I think is more and more people who are in wrestling nowadays they aren't like the shady promoters that we used to have they aren't the sort of fly-by-night people they're young professionals mm. and by and large every single wrestler we've met and everyone involved in wrestling that we've met over you know the last couple of years really um, and I say that as a fan and I say that as someone who occasionally you know you meet through wrestling yeah. they're just the nicest guys in the world you know people are really really great and it would be nice that because they're professional I think it's going to mean that wrestling gets a bigger market share when it comes to things like that yeah. you know people, people like Chris who have worked with someone like Piper you'd want to work with them again mm. I think that's great it's really exciting to see everyone being professional and good <laughs> well um, since we um, obviously uh, since we last broadcast and, and last time uh, we saw each other um, we, there was that big Japan show obviously there, yeah, Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle yeah. Kingdom. yeah I think you were talking whacking a little about how good it was and mm. obviously because I know a lot of Japanese guys everyone was talking about Wrestle yeah. Kingdom and stuff yeah. um, and um, I see that uh, God uh, Goldust his brother uh, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes has set yeah. up a, a new uh, All Elite promotion. Wrestling. Yeah, mm. that's. I mean, that, that's a that's a very exciting thing. I'm really pleased for him. I think it's. Mm. Uh, I, you know, it, it just it, it's exciting. It's another thing on the landscape. Um, he and the Young Bucks uh, are yes. are you know merchandise machines. They will always be good, and it's amazing to see that wrestlers are sort of deciding to do that. Mm. There is no reason why a wrestler shouldn't be a promoter, other than the fact that if they're successful, they're normally working for WWE. Yeah, and I think it's a really exciting thing. More competition can only be a good thing in wrestling. More of that. Um, hello to uh, Brad. Hello, gents. Uh, enjoying the uh, podcast, Frank and Beans. Um, my <laughs> mate runs a wrestling promotion called Southeast Professional Wrestling. Mm. Uh, I run a marketing company, so I help him out, and he trains me for free. I was wondering if you two fancy coming to training for a couple of sessions and then taking part in one of our monthly shows. Mark, how did Pete die? <laughs> <laughs> I will only come if you book Butterbean. <laughs> <laughs> to knock and me Pete. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, check us out at uh, sepw.co.uk. It's a little bit of a plug, but I, I enjoyed the offer of uh, going down and hurting myself on, on, a, on, a, on a turnbuckle. Yeah. I mean, my, they used to laugh at that Diamond Dallas Page because he began training as a wrestler, I think, at the age of, like, 34 right, or 30. Okay. I mean, let me tell you, 30 was a long time ago. <laughs> My knees hurt always. There's a picture of me playing football at 25, and I've got two knee braces on because I'm in so much agony. That's what I was like at 25. That could be your and gimmick. I was, and I was like two stone lighter than I am now. Good God. I do think, I mean, I, mean, I, 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 was, I, I was thinking this the other day. I think if I was 20 now, yeah. I think I might have done it. Certainly when I was growing up and I was really interested in it, yeah. there was no way in. No. I mean, I mean there, I, oh, yeah, you would I be... predate your, your Hammerlock school and your, mm. you know, NWA UK sort of things. There was no way. Mm. It just wouldn't have been an option. And I do think now, 
when you see it, like, you know, I know a couple of people who have been there, mm. you know, who've done a bit of wrestling training because they're, like, fascinated by it. They've all found it really, really difficult and really hard <laughs> and it's really strenuous. But, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, that boat has sailed and I would say it is a sad thing. There's a part of me that goes, why isn't it that if you love something so much, you've at least get, get to say, I've done it once. Well, it's like, um, it's like I never understand why people who are really into music have never picked up a guitar. Yeah. I've, I've, I genuinely go, what's that about? Or if yeah. you really like football and you've never played football, yeah. it's like, that's interesting. Or like you make these incels and they've never had sex, <laughs> sex. with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very much the situation. Um, hello to uh, Jack. Um, basically, uh, <laughs> they showed some kind of, uh, he sent something uh, over. But what I liked about it, he, he ended his email by saying, Thursday, don't, don't come round uh, quick enough. Please never show that horrible neck breaky clip uh, thing you showed at the live show ever oh, again. yes. We did show a horrible clip. That was a clip of the Beverly Brothers. <laughs> and the Beverly Brothers being monstrously unprofessional. <laughs> and, and legitimately, I think, trying to kill a man. Mm. Um, <laughs> th- which was nice of them. Mm. Uh, it's a horrible clip. Ugh. Well, we, we, uh, and, and also on that uh, particular um, thread, I guess, um, Ben Hampton. Hello, Ben. Um, enjoying the show, etc. I hate reading out praise, but I've done it every time. So sorry. Uh, as I'm sure everyone's told you, uh, still still called East Steve Austin uh, broke Chono's neck. Chono? Chono? Massa Chono. Massa Chono's neck in the same way that Owen broke his. In Austin's book, he bangs on about uh, you never sit down on a pile driver. He's hypercritical. A wife beating ass. <laughs> Thank you for that, Ben. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with the show, I know we've been a little bit loose with uh, reading them out. To, uh, the uh, way to get in touch is short at WrestleMePod.com. So we'll pile through them uh, next time round. Uh, but we will be back with the um, the, 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 the end. The, 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 the yes. business end of uh, WrestleMania 15. Uh, so do join us next week for that. Uh, I've been Pete Donaldson. No, I've been Mark Haynes. Oh, wrestle me, Mark. Oh, wrestle me, Pete. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.